0: You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday Morning Message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. Let's give them another round of applause. Are you sitting comfortably? Yeah. Well, we'll forget that. We'll move on. Good morning, church. The atrium and in Cafe Church. Give me a wave. They're waving. <laughs> I can see. Oh, I can't. And, or, oh, good morning to all you out there in La La Land, wherever you may be, on the internet, wherever. Anyway, there you go. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Do you know, over the last 15 months or so, the church has been gagged? Has been gagged. Across the land has been gagged and oppressed. But do you know what happens when the Church of Jesus Christ is oppressed? It grows. Amen. It God. grows. Mm-hmm. Ask Pastor Tom, he'll tell you. There's more people tuning in from out there than can be fitted in here, now, throughout this pandemic time. You oppress the Church of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. it grows. Hallelujah. Do I get an amen? amen. Oh, that's three. I yeah. you. good. Good. Okay, so I'm not here today to give you a, a nice cuddly message and a sweet, you know, hug and a kiss and all that. No. I, I'm here today because I want to provoke you, church. I want to stir you up a bit. You're sitting too comfortably. You know, in this pandemic time, church tends to plateau off a bit and level. Take it comfortable, easy, comfort, yeah? No, we're not called to comfort, we're called to battle for the Lord and to serve Him. So I want to press on and I want to provoke you this morning. And if you, if you leave here and you haven't been provoked, then I've failed. It's as simple as that. So sit up. Yes, good, that's two. Sit up, pay attention. You're in for a bit of a bumpy ride. Is that okay? You're not here to be in comfort. You could be at home in your armchair. You're here to receive from God and to bless God with your worship as well. Hallelujah. Amen. So my first question to you is this. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Now, you've got your car keys. You've got your house keys. You've got your purse. You've got your phone. You wouldn't go anywhere without that. But where is your faith? When did you last see your faith in action? When did you last put your faith into action? When did you actually get it out and exercise faith? That's the first question. Right. Warning. Controversial statement approaching. Yes, I'm going to be controversial. I want to provoke you and stir you up. But look, I do say sorry. Can you see It's in the smallest font I can find. Okay? I'll put it there because I'm English. You step on my toe, I'll say sorry before you do. Okay. So I'm sorry. No, not really. Because I want to provoke the church into action. Into action. Not into comfort. Okay. Coming to church on a regular basis is good, right, good, but it's not faith. Giving financially to the church on a regular basis is good and right, but it's not faith. It's obedience. We're called to do that, at least do that much. It's not faith, okay? Let's just get those straight. So what is faith then? What's it all about? Let's see what the Bible tells us. There we go, Hebrews 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You can't see it, but it's there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith calls things into existence. Things that didn't exist do exist when you exercise faith. Okay? Faith goes beyond the natural provision and releases supernatural provision. Now, I'm not talking spooky things and negative things. I'm talking the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit moving and bringing change. He does that. He does that. Faith is the key to unlock the supernatural provision of the kingdom of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's in the Bible. You've got a Bible? Yes. yes. Oh, that's four of you. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a Bible? Yes. yes. Do you read it? Yes. yes. Good. Oh, that's encouraging, Pastor Tom, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Faith hopes for the impossible. And makes the impossible possible. Faith makes it possible, though it may seem impossible. Is anything too difficult for our God? No. no. Oh, you're getting better. No. Nothing is too difficult for my God. Nothing. He's proved it over and over again in my life, and I have walked with him now for 49 years since he transformed my heart and changed my heart when I asked him into my life in a field in the UK. He just changed me like that. He gave me this message to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask that question again. Is anything too difficult for our God? No. You said it. You said it. So where does faith come from? Faith in the Bible, again Romans chapter 10, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Okay, it's the Word of God. Who is the Word of God? Who is the Word of God? Let's look and see, let's explore. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now I understand that to be Jesus. (laughs) Amen? Amen. And we're all getting warm. Good. Jesus is the word. Repeat that after me. Jesus is the word. Jesus, Jesus is the word. Lord. Turn to someone uh, socially distance and say, Jesus is the word. Jesus, Jesus, is the word. Jesus is the word. Good Jesus is the word. Try and hold on to that fact, and you get the gist of this. Jesus is the word. Do you know? When Tom asked me to speak, I had a message which I use a gospel message, and I thought, oh yeah, I could use that. And immediately the Holy Spirit said, no, where is your faith? And he gave me this message for today. So I know I'm on the right track, and I know what's been said earlier confirms it. So let's look again. First example of faith in action, okay? I need my glasses on. So it's from the Bible again, okay? Luke chapter 5, right, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that Jesus stood by the lake of Gennesaret saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. I've done that, I used to be a fisherman, commercial. Then he got into one of the boats and said to Simon, it was whose boat it was, asked him to put out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon said to him, Master, we've worked all night and caught nothing. There's nothing there. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and the nets were breaking. And you know the story, of this, you should do. If you read your Bible, the nets were breaking. They had to call the other boat to come and collect it. Simon had never seen such a catch of fish in all his life. Never. At your word, Lord, I'll let down the net. It's at your word. It was that little bit of belief. That little bit of belief. In his head, as the boat was going out across the lake, in his head, he would have been saying, there's no fish out there. we worked all night. He went to the same spot, probably. Let down the net. But he was saying, there's nothing here. This is crazy. Waste of time. But faith in the word. Faith in the word releases supernatural provision supernatural provision. God can do stuff. We can't even imagine if we believe and if we exercise our little bit of faith. Caught so many fish, never seen so many fish. Let's look at a, uh, oh, I've got a question for you. Before you settle down too comfortable. What word has Jesus given to you? Tom spoke about a promise. But what word has Jesus given to you, and what have you done with it? You've shelved it. You've shelved it. It may have been a long time ago. You've shelved it. It may have been recently, and you said, hmm, makes no sense. Ah, that'll never happen. No. That's impossible. No. Don't you know? My Jesus loves, loves To do the impossible. He loves to do the impossible. And I love seeing it when he does it. When he does the impossible. When he changes hearts. When he heals people. And sets people free from addictions and curses. That's what Jesus does. He does the impossible. And the Bible teaches us, doesn't it? Remember you said you had one. (laughs) With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Can I get a little amen for that? Amen. With God, all things are possible. There's no need to be afraid. God can do it. But you still sit there with your word of God on the shelf, gathering dust. I can't do that. No way. There's no way I can do that. But you don't have to do it. You just have to believe it. You don't have to do it. In fact, you probably can't do it. Whatever God has given you and given you this word is probably beyond you anyway. But you don't have to do it. You just have to exercise a little bit of faith and believe it. After all, we've just been singing it. He's the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness. If you don't believe these words and these songs, you shouldn't sing them. You really shouldn't sing them. I do, I believe them. Let's at another example of faith. Did that work? first. Second example. Oh yeah, what word, that's right. Next one. Second example. The centurion. You know the story of the centurion? Yeah? I'm not gonna read it, it's too long. The centurion. Jesus was in the Cape Verona and uh, the centurion sent some friends to Jesus and said, uh, you know, the servant is dying. I need you to come and heal him. But as they got to Jesus, they said, um, you know, the centurion said, I'm not worthy to come to see you or ask you to come under my roof. But if you just say the word, Jesus, my servant, will be healed and what happened the servant was healed whose faith brought the healing the centurion it was his faith listen that centurion never laid eyes on Jesus as far as we know and Jesus never laid eyes on him never met him but the centurion understood authority and he knew that Jesus had authority he believed. He said, just say the word, and he'll be healed. Just say the word, Jesus, and he'll be healed. So Jesus did. And he was healed. But whose faith healed him? The centurion. A man who'd never met Jesus. But he understood the authority in Jesus. You need to understand the authority that Jesus had. All of heaven understands it. All of hell understands it. You need to get into your head who Jesus is and the authority that he has. And when Jesus speaks, all of heaven and all of hell listens. Yeah. Amen. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm clicking this thing too fast. Go back. Yeah, okay, before we did that one, I gotta ask you again, in case you missed it earlier. What word has Jesus given to you? What word has he given to you? You know in your heart, he did, you know in there, he's spoken to you, he's made you a promise, but you've shelved it, and you've let the dust settle on it. You've let doubt and unbelief come in instead? No. What word has he said to you? And you say, oh, I don't have enough faith. But I say, you do have enough faith. You've received the measure of faith. You don't exercise it enough. Okay. Since you're in here. Example of faith. Another one. Oh, it's going to come. Right. Jesus saw their faith. We're going to come to this story now. Uh, Pastor Tom, is it okay if we have a little bit of fun? Absolutely. Are you, are you up for a bit of fun? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to introduce you to someone. I'm not here alone. I've got somebody here with me. But I'm going to need this stand. Good. You hear that? Yeah. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. He spends all his time on the ground just waiting for someone, giving something to eat, some food, maybe some money. But he has a few friends. He has four friends in particular. And they heard that Jesus was in town. So they said, let's take Joe to Jesus. Get him healed. Have you got a Joe? Have you got a Joe out there? needs to be brought to Jesus healed saved, delivered have you got a Joe out there? And you know you have they're all around us we just need to have the courage and the faith to bring them to Jesus so these four guys, they went to Joe and they picked him up oh, come on Joe come on Joe, we're going to carry you to Jesus like this on his bed and they were carrying him to Jesus and he said don't drop me, don't drop me and they carried him through the town to the house where Jesus was but they had a problem as they approached the house they couldn't get near the door because of the crowds there was too many people and they said oh what should we do shall we leave him on the stretcher and just lay him down outside and hope that Jesus touch, touches him on the way out? No. One of them said, no, I've got an idea. Follow me. So they carried Job on the stretcher round the back of the house. And round the back of the house, oh, come on. There were some steps. <laughs> there were some steps going up onto the roof. Now, the roofs, they are not like this, they're like that. Not like this. They, like <laughs> like they don't have roofs like that, they're like that. And so they carried Joe on the stretcher up onto the roof and they started to scratch and scratch and make a hole in somebody else's roof. Are you prepared? To make a hole in somebody else's roof? To see Jesus do his miracle? Are you prepared to take that sort of risk? They made a hole and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it was big enough to lower poor Joe through. They took their belts off, tied it onto the bed, and lowered him down like this. Bit of a crash, landing. <laughs> poor Joe. But Jesus, read your Bible, Jesus looked up and saw their faith. Then he said to Job, Job, your sins are forgiven. That upset everybody. Because they said, well, you can't say things like that. He said, well, to show you that of man has authority, I'll show you this. Job, pick up your bed and walk. So he stood up, he picked up his head, and he walked. Wasn't that good? Amen. 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 Whose faith brought the healing to this paralyzed man? Friends. Friends. You got any friends? You got any Joes? Then they need bringing to Jesus. The four guys—they didn't give up when things got difficult or a bit embarrassing. They persevered with their little bit of faith and they exercised it, carried him up. Wouldn't have been easy. Carried him up, made a hole in somebody else's roof and lowered him down. Jesus saw their faith. He was healed wow church we need to believe in what we say we believe in we need to believe what we say we believe in we really do we need to have faith in our faith what was another warning sign (laughs) it's another warning sign with a very very small apology Am I sorry for stirring you up? No. I want to stir you up. I want to challenge you. What word has Jesus given to you? And you've shelved it. What word has Jesus given to you? And you've said, oh, I'm waiting for God to do it, fulfill it. Has it ever occurred to you, he might be waiting for you to do something? And believe the word. And exercise a little bit of faith. Think on that. Controversial. LGBT movement have a saying Calling people to come out. Come out. Show the world who you are. For real. Come out. Show the world who you really are. I say it's time for the church amen. to come out. Amen. It's time for the church to come out of being politically correct, amen. settling for second place and take a lead in the community here and across the world to, to show people what we believe in is real and truthful. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. 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 I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. I really am. Oh, look the heck. Who is the church? We are. Who is the church? Is it just Pastor Tom and Pastor Michael? No, you are the church. You are the church. You need to come out. You need to come out and live a life that says, I'm a Christian i'm not ashamed of the gospel i'm a christian and i follow jesus i'm a christian and it makes my life full and i have eternal life and you can have it too say that to your joe so what is it we do believe in well we believe in the trinity god the father god the son god the holy spirit amen Amen. I just want to know whether you're reading the same Bible that I read. Yes? We believe that sin entered the world through disobedience and that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. Amen? Amen. We believe what the angels said. When Jesus ascended into heaven, angels appeared and they said, it's okay, he's going to come back. As you saw him go, you'll see him come. He's coming back. We believe that. Jesus is coming back, people. Scripture tells us. No, next thing. We believe that the Bible, the Bible is the inspired Word of God. Do you know that the Bible is the best-selling book in the whole world? They took it off the best-selling book list because it outsells everybody. But do you also know that the Bible is the most stolen book in the world. (laughs) True, true. People steal them because they want the word. They want what's in there. Scripture tells us that no one lights a lamp and then hides it under a bucket. Where's your lamp? it under a bucket, rather they should put it on display and give light to others in darkness. So let your light shine. Let your light shine. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Let your light shine. Come out with it. This dark world needs to see the light. And if you have Jesus, you have the light. He's the light of the world. If you have Jesus, you have the light. Show the light. Have confidence in God. Have confidence in the Word of God. I think we're going to have the band up now. Just sing that song again, just the last bit. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I love this song. Do you like it? Amen. It together. Should we stand and sing this together? Come on. Don't get comfortable. Let's get on. Thanks, John.